0: As we endlessly discuss on the programme, we have to get off fossil fuels to have any hope of addressing climate change, so it may surprise or depress you to learn that Uganda and Tanzania will soon be home to the world's largest electrified oil pipeline. Well, if investors and supporting governments get their way, it's called the East African Crude Oil Pipeline. And uh, while it promises billions of dollars in revenue, the project is already upending the lives of rural Ugandans. Sophie Neiman is an independent journalist based in Uganda in Kampala. She spent a year tracing the pipeline's path and has written a terrific piece for my favourite magazine, the New York Review of Books. It's called Fear and Oil in Uganda. Sophie, welcome to our little wireless program. Tell us about the Ugandan fields. Where are they and how big?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honour to be here and to get to speak more about this oil project and its costs, um, but to answer your question directly... Um, the oil fields are located in western Uganda, um, and there are about 1.14 billion um, barrels of recoverable oil in Uganda, lying along the shores of Lake Albert.
0: So this is near the border with the Democratic Republic of Congo.
1: Absolutely, yes, it is.
0: And how long has how long has the have the deposits been known, sir?
1: About 100 years. This has been of interest since the early 1920s um, during the colonial period.
0: Okay. Now, tell me about the Africa European Investment Company.
1: Right. So that company was searching for oil in Uganda um, from the 1930s until about the 1950s. um, But its efforts were ultimately unsuccessful. Um, In fact, oil wasn't discovered in Uganda. uh, Recoverable oil wasn't properly discovered in Uganda until about 2006, when wildcat explorers, including Hardman Resources, finally found it.
0: Now, Sophie, how big is this uh, proposed pipeline?
1: The East African Crude Oil Pipeline, um, which, um, or ECOP for short, is, is, for lack of a better word, absolutely massive. At about 900 miles, it stands to be the longest electrically heated oil pipeline in the world and it will run underground from Hoima District in Western Uganda all the way to the port of Tanga in Tanzania, where petroleum will be loaded onto tankers um, for export. To put that in more human terms, 178 villages in 10 districts will be cut apart um, by UKAP in Uganda alone and about 3000 Ugandan households will lose at least part of their land to the project, will another 10,000 families in Tanzania stand to be impacted? And opponents of the pipeline argue that, while Ugandan and Tanzanian communities will bear the brunt of ECOP's costs, both in terms of the immediate impacts of construction as well as the long-term harm to their livelihoods as a result of climate change from continued use of fossil fuels. Most of the oil itself will end up going out to international markets.
0: Now, Sophie, why does this giant pipe have to be heated?
1: Um, it's a result of the, um, the the sort of consistency of the oil in Uganda. This is transporting um, crude and viscous oil, so as a result, the pipeline transporting it um, out of Uganda, which is landlocked, has to be heated.
0: Now, who is funding this ginormous project, Sophie?
1: So the project is primarily being funded by the French company Total Energies, which owns some 62% stake in ECOP. Um, And then the state-owned China National Offshore Oil Corporation owns Mm -hmm. another 8%, with the Ugandan and Tanzanian governments splitting the remaining 30% between themselves.
0: And we're talking about a total construction cost of around $4
1: Exactly, yes.
0: That's a a vast amount of money anywhere, but, of course, in the Ugandan context, unimaginable. I understand the Ugandan government is enthusiastic about the project.
1: It absolutely is. Um, President Yuari Museveni, who's held power in Uganda for about 37 years, has even called the petroleum that will soon flow through ECOP, um, quote, my oil. And the enthusiasm of Ugandan officials is perhaps based on the amount of money the pipeline stands to bring in. The projected revenues for this project are staggering, about 70 billion over its 25-year lifespan. And perhaps as a result of these extremely high projections, anyone who questions oil development um, is almost treated as an enemy of progress in Uganda. Activists opposing ECOP have been harassed and arrested. Um, for example, in 2021, activist Maxwell Atuhora um, was detained while guiding Italian journalist Frederica Marci through Western Uganda to interview farmers about the impacts of proposed oil drilling. A few months later, six staff members of the African Institute for Energy Governance, which also raises awareness.
0: It's causing quite significant political division. We have the Ugandan president, who's been in power for nearly four decades, ardently supporting the pipeline, but the opposition leader, Bob Wine, does not.
1: Absolutely, yes. Bobby Wine, um, who is um, a sort of pop star turned leading opposition figure in Uganda has come out in strong opposition to the pipeline, um, raising awareness about its um, human rights costs, specifically.
0: Now, he lost the uh, the, the election in January last year, and uh, you point out that there were, well, inevitably, allegations of ballot stuffing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, and, um, from my perspective, the biggest cost um, of that election um, were not just allegations of ballot stuffing, but the cost to human life, uh, most notably in November um, 2020, shortly before um, voting was to take place, um, at least 50 people, by the government's own count, um, were shot um, pro- during during street protests um, over an arrest of Bobby Wine um, following a um, a campaign rally in near near the eastern city of Jinja.
0: Now you um, spent a year tracing the pipeline's path. Tell us what the landscape looks like.
1: Um, it's it's varies. This is a pipeline that cuts through much of Uganda, so you have landscapes that are uh, lush and green near um, near the shores of Lake Albert, as well as um, farming communities in Masaka um, reliant on coffee, eucalyptus, um, and other plants and other agricultural um, outputs there.
0: And is there any intention to properly uh, pay for or pay restitution to the people whose land is going to be so, uh, well, disrupted?
1: That is one of the biggest issues related to the pipeline. Um, Many people say that the compensation that they are receiving um, for, for their land is unfair, which is ironic considering the amount of money oil stands to bring in. During the land acquisition process for the pipeline, oil executives established a cutoff date, um, meaning farmers were told that they would not be compensated for any crops planted after a final survey about four years ago. And as a result, it became pointless to cultivate the perennials on which they'd once relied, and they were relegated to growing only seasonal crops, which fetch a lower price at the market. And in the meantime, their payment was held up as a result of the coronavirus pandemic and... Funding negotiations.
0: You talk about the land clearing that's uh, well contributing to high dust levels and damaging runoff from flooding. This must be devastating crops and affecting health.
1: Absolutely. Um, what you, what I referred to in the article specifically was an issue in Belisa District, where um, the process of clearing land for the central for a central processing facility for the pipeline had caused such um, high levels of dust that um, residents of the region, of the area, sent a petition to the Ministry of Health complaining it could cause accidents and make children ill. And on the other hand, you have flooding. Um, The same residents said that runoff from that facility combined with rain had flooded a community garden um, and resulted in the massive loss of crops.
0: There's a poignant moment in your piece when you speak to one farmer who was offered just nine hundred dollars as his compensation for his his precious acreage?
1: Exactly. Um, that is Jealousy Mugisha, who is both who um, is also an incredibly brave um, activist. Who's spoken out against the pipeline. But yes, um, that's exactly what happened. Mugisha was designated essentially the secondary owner of his of his home because he lived there. Um, with family, so he was he was not able to receive. Um, the company refused to resettle him in, in a new home, and at the same time, he said that the money he was being offered um, for his land was not enough. He went to testify in France in a case accusing Total Energies of failing to comply with um, environmental and human rights regulations, and upon his return, um, he was detained at Entebbe Airport in Uganda for about nine hours. Since then, he's also had to appear in court in Uganda with the money for his land placed in a court account after he alleged it wasn't enough. And his battle to receive fair compensation continues. He's currently um, in another appeal um, about the money for his land.
0: Our guest is uh, Sophie Neiman, an independent journalist based in Uganda, and we're discussing this uh, enormous pipeline and its implications. So human rights workers are, are being arrested, thrown in the slammer. How? What does the company Total Energy have to say about this?
1: The company has essentially maintained that for it to intervene directly in cases of human rights abuse would be a violation of Uganda's sovereignty. And at the same time, it's maintained that it can leverage its close relationship with the Ugandan government and with Ugandan security forces to effectively advocate for respect for human rights and freedom of expression. But that's incredibly complex. It essentially puts Total in the position of working with the very same people who are themselves accused of human rights abuse.
0: Well, the EU parliament is taking an interest. It issued a resolution calling for the pipeline to be delayed for a year to address reports of human rights violation that must have infuriated the Ugandan government.
1: Oh, it absolutely did. Um, and I rate speech at the Uganda's annual oil and gas summit. I'm 70, even dismissed the European MPs as arrogant children while calling for oil development to continue unimpeded. Um, And in a demonstration rumored to have been government sponsored, students also took to the streets, marching in opposition to the EU parliament resolution and shouting, leave our oil over and over again. Police marched calmly beside the youngsters this time, a rare occurrence in Uganda where protests are more often met with tear gas and bullets. In fact, a few days later, some students took to the streets marching against ECOP, and within minutes, um, these ones were arrested.
0: What about the the pipeline's impact on the environment in the long term?
1: I mean, most of my work has focused on the human rights side of this pipeline, but needless to say, um, the environment is of extreme concern. Um, in the past year, Uganda has been subject to erratic seasonal changes and Devastating landslides killed at least 15 people in September, and the pipeline, which will emit some 37 metric tons of carbon over its 25-year lifespan, stands to directly contribute to the global climate change that is already impacting Ugandan farmers. And on top of that, oil development stands to disturb ecosystems um, in areas including Uganda's famed Murchison Falls National Park. It should be noted um, that at the same time, Total Energies has attempted to present itself as reducing its dependence on oil um, by focusing on solar and wind power and and launched an advertising campaign to that effect. Um, And in turn, this has prompted a lawsuit by a group of NGOs in France accusing Total Energies of greenwashing. And several days ago, a Paris prosecutor announced that it would indeed investigate the company over misleading commercial practices, though there's no indication that this means Total Energies will be found guilty. But I bring this up to underscore the severity of ECOP's environmental impacts. You have a pipeline that stands to significantly impact homes and habitats, and a company claiming to be environmentally responsible.
0: Now the Ugandan and Tanzanian governments have signed a ten billion dollar final investment decision with the oil executives. Is there any chance the project can be uh, stopped or even slowed?
1: That's a wonderful question, and it's hard to answer um, as a journalist. I, I there's so much interest on on both sides, um, oil. Construction is expected this year, potentially in the coming months. Um, And like we've said on this program, there is intense enthusiasm from the Ugandan government as well as executives at Total Energies itself. Um, But it should be noted that the company is also subject to yet another lawsuit in France. This one accusing it of failing to comply with human rights and environmental regulations. And the pipeline is subject to yet more litigation at the East African Court of Justice. And meanwhile, coalitions of grassroots and international campaign, grassroots activists and international campaigners are also uniting to target big banks and insurers in hopes of convincing them not to fund ECOP.
0: That was uh, Sophie Neiman, independent journalist based in Kampala in Uganda, and you can read her report on the East African crude oil pipeline in the New York Review of Books. <laughs>